Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, it's your boy, TBC, Tully Banty Kane, on the Jokes and Jocks podcast with my co host, G. Hey Wiley. Oh, yeah. And coming to you live from Los Angeles. The homie, the hilarious, the gut-busting, Jamario McLean. What's up, partner? What up, what up, what up, y'all? I was about to say he's he's uh, originally uh, Mr. Inglewood up to no good. Oh, yeah. You know, I was uh, I was born in Inglewood. I was born right in Centinella up the street from uh, that new nice-ass stadium so far. <laughs> nice. It is nice, man. Oh, yeah. That shit nice. I can't even yeah. get on. I can't even get on the campus yet because alarms just start going off. Like beep, 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 this nigga too broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do got the broke alerts for, for sure yeah, over there, man. Do. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, y'all good though. Got some early bird. Yeah. Yeah, I love how the property right now, the property value in Inglewood is getting ridiculous too, because just because of that stadium and because of what's going to be going oh, yeah. around it. Yeah, regular ass little studio house, not even a one bedroom. The shit went up. Like, yeah, my my cousin actually lived like walking distance. She uh she lived out there with her husband and kids. Do they yeah, do they do they own a place? Yeah, they actually own a house right there. Well, she she. She just got remarried, and she basically moved in with him, with her, with her new husband. But um, she used to have a house out in Lakewood. But yeah, I heard, I heard that people was renting out they, they, uh, they garages and driveways during Super Bowl, like four hundred dollars space or something ridiculous. I was just about to say, I'm like, it's like five hundred dollars for a spot just so you can like pay for parking. It's insane, insane. Yeah, yeah I ain't never heard of that shit. I'll just walk. I'll Uber to that motherfucker. <laughs> It actually behooves their situation just to Uber there. Like, it no, doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, and then there's also public transportation. Like, a bus takes you straight to SoFi. So if yeah, you're really, yeah. really broke, you can just get on the bus and just take that to SoFi. And you'd be chilling. That's, yeah, that sounded ridiculous, though. Somebody did say to actually park during the Super Bowl, it was, like, over $1,000. Something crazy. I was like, that shit just unheard of. Yeah. It's ugly, man. You better off yeah. riding a skateboard or, or your bike over there, man. <laughs> that shit crazy, bro. <laughs> Hey, I bet you they make you. I bet you they make you pay for the parking to the for the bike though. Oh yeah, general shit. That's why I said my ass would be walking up like down uh, Denzel Washington in the movie Book of Eli. You gonna see me backpacking, <laughs> looking all sunburnt. Hey, you might as well bring the tent out there, man. You just post up the night before, man. That, that sounds like the only way you really it's gonna really go down for really? the low. Yeah. Hey, speaking of speaking of movies, um, were you really in Dolomite is my name? Because that that movie is my fucking jam. Yeah, actually, uh, I was in the scene. I was in the scene, but they like edited me out. Like I ended up uh, on room floor. It was on. Uh, it was on. I was on set for like three days, and it was supposed to be Cat Williams that that played that character as the wino dude in the record store that he started. Uh, he basically got his style from, and Cat. Didn't show up. Cat didn't show up. He this this like this nigga no call no show, and, they, and they, that's what stalled the the shooting. And they ended up replacing him like all last minute with the other actor dude. Uh, that dude a good actor too, but I think Cat would have did a better 
would have more been more more funny as far as like being a, a wino and he rhyming that whole little style. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that dude, I, you know, I recognized him as the uncle from Paid in Full, and I still don't like him just from that movie. Wow. The, the guy that they replaced, yeah, he was the uncle that kidnapped his own uh, nephew and killed him and shit. Hey, that means he's just a good actor, man. Oh no, he he's a good actor for sure. He's a good actor. But yeah, I was I was in a scene in a record store scene, and they filmed that in Pasadena, and I they yeah they cut it out. Like I literally was like he walked in the like when he was walking the store, I was right there like. And I was like, damn, they didn't even use me. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, it's unfortunate because that shit happens too, right? Like so mm. many things get cut on the editing floor. And you're like, I was in the movie, but at least you still got credit. I got paid and I got yeah. uh, I got to meet Eddie Murphy, so it was cool. Oh, that's yeah, nice. How was that? that? Like, man? What's Eddie like, man? Is oh, he he's definitely that? reserved. He's reserved and shit like between takes, you know, he's he only beats him. Like he would talk just like to the director and shit like he... He wasn't really talking to nobody, but like he had a guitar. This nigga was playing guitar and shit. He had a uh, like an acoustic guitar. Um, but yeah, he seemed like yeah he he yeah he seemed like he don't want to be bothered type shit. But he was cool though. He was cool. I just said what's up. Like oh yeah, I'm a comedian too. He said man that's good. He said keep working, keep gigging. Oh that's what's up. Said, I can't do shit for you, but keep gigging. <laughs> 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 like, keep working though. Keep working, man. Yeah, I guess there's only so much. I guess there's only so much that like encouragement will give you, right? Oh, yeah. You're like, <laughs> it's like yeah, help a brother out, man. He probably heard that his whole career. Like, all right, yeah. good for you. He's like, all right, good for you. <laughs> yeah, like keep grinding. Okay, great. What's crazy is he don't even do stand up uh, specials anymore, and that um, used to be like my favorite part of Eddie was his stand up. Well, shit, he, uh, he, yeah, he, he basically, he stopped in about 88 or some shit, 87. This nigga ain't did stand up motherfucking my whole life. <laughs> like, uh, but I think it's, it, he's still top five or some people consider him top five. But Cat Williams was talking shit saying that he shouldn't be top five because he don't do it no more and, uh, that it, it evolved and, and, and the, the body of work he put out. Cause Cat Williams said he put out 10 specials where Eddie only put out like two. And, uh, I think it, I think his style was he he when he blew up he was the he was the the most you know famous not just comedian but movie star at the time and uh, and it's just like yeah he was making too much money get, a lot of people do that like Jamie Fox became a movie star he started he stopped doing stand up um, Robin Williams I guess he still did it here and there, but like you know there's certain people you can, they just stop they just stop because they're making so much damn money like well I'm gonna get on a plane for and be on do these shows in random ass towns every other weekend or travel so much where I can be at home making $20 yeah, a movie. You do the opposite though. Like Dave Chappelle, he doesn't even really do movies anymore. All he does I mean, is stand up. But Dave Chappelle, once he quit his show though, he became like, you know, this thing became a free agent and he came back and, and reinvented himself through stand up. And he don't, he, I don't think he fuck with Hollywood just on that tip. Like, you know, right, right. maybe kind of you out. Cat Williams did the same thing. He ain't been in movies and shit no more. Like he get little roles here and there. Like he was in Atlanta. Like I think last se- the last season they had. But um, no, nah, bro. I think it's it's still a hard art form too. And Eddie Murphy, they said it was in talks of him coming back. Netflix is trying to throw him stupid money to do stand up again. But I feel like it's been so long that he literally have to start from scratch. <laughs> he been so rich for so long, and he can't relate to the common person. 
So he would have to have writers or I don't know. I just don't know his approach of going back to like practicing, hitting up the clubs and here and there. But like, I still think he's funny, though. He's still comedic actor. He's still one top five when it comes to movies. I just think oh, yeah. he went during like the early 2000s, once the Nutty Professors and all that shit came out, he just went straight family funny. Like he wasn't doing his raw stuff no more. And I think that kind of hurt him. He yeah. Did. He started getting that back, like trying to go with that family friendly shit too much. And uh, he made the bread like Shrek, Nutty Professor, Norbit, all that shit. It was just like, you know, it was it wasn't coming to America or trading places or uh, 40, another 48 hours like those type of movies where it was like that was him cussing oh, my out. I think that was like, you know, Dolomite is kind of like that return to that style. But uh, yeah, I think he stood away for too long doing the family friendly shit. Yeah, I think you're right when it comes to him um, being valuable anymore. Yeah. He's that, do, you, do you see him? Do you see him? Um, you're breaking up. Seinfeld a show? Yeah. I, am I breaking up? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, you sound a little robotic. Okay, yeah, I know. Like, remember when he was saying, like, um, the Seinfeld of getting cars and community cars and coffee or whatever? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can hear that he's not. Yeah, you can hear that he's not. You know, with it. Hey, I'm gonna um, technical difficulties. Keep talking, but I'm gonna um, bounce and then get back on via my phone because I know you guys can't really hear me. I can hear you now. You got a little more. All right. Um. Okay, I'll keep going. But yeah, no, he like I feel like he stopped becoming relatable like because of that. Right, because he's like he's in the one percent right now of comedians that oh. make a shit ton of money. So oh, yeah. it's yeah, I I feel like he ain't gonna be coming. Like if he's coming back, it better be ridiculous, stupid money from Netflix or Hulu or oh, whoever. Heard, yeah, I heard sixty, seventy million or something ridiculous. Yeah, Just I mean he, yeah, he might have to have like a Joe Rogan contract or some shit. Nah, nah, that's that's shit. I'll do that even if I bomb. I'm like fuck it. I'm gonna get this money. Let this shit do. <laughs> You know, he got that, like you said, that family brand now where, you know, how raw can he really come back? You know, can oh, he come yeah. back and cuss and, and talk? No, about, but, you know, this the, is the material that he did back in the day, bro, is considered offensive now today, like for sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So he would have to be, he, like I said, he would have to hire writers or he would have to literally test out shit. But he's still funny as fuck as far as impressions. And he's still like, that's what Dave Chappelle said that like Eddie Murphy just naturally one of the funniest motherfuckers in the room. Even like even a room with him, Chris Tucker, uh, Chris Rock, all them together. Eddie Murphy's still the funniest one. That's what that's what Chappelle said. I believe. Yeah, bro. So uh, you naturally just got it. You got it. That's God given talent. And he never got canceled either. That's that's another thing, too. He he kind of, you know, played his cards early and, and got out. Before. Yeah, he, had, he had a little controversy back in the '90s where he got caught in Hollywood with like a tranny or some shit. Oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. So, you know, that was a little brand. Yeah, that was the '90s. Like that was no. That yeah, that was the '90s. That's like no social media, no like any of oh, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. So like people, that probably went by the wayside. People forgot about that shit, but if he do that now, it wouldn't necessarily be as oh controversial. I don't know. It would just be like oh shit, he's into trannies, you know. <laughs> It's it's a it's a more normal thing as far as the, the trans community and shit. It was just it would just be I think like you said social media it would be out there more, but I don't think it would 
I don't think it will hurt his career or anything. I think it will probably help his career. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, I mean, he, he definitely got good taste in women. I met his I met his ex-wife, Nicole Murphy, man. And oh, she, yeah, yeah. She don't look a yeah. day over 40, man. I was yeah. shocked. This shit down there, supermodel. Yeah, she got some good genes. <laughs> hey, black don't crack. Asian don't raisin, man. Yeah. Don't I, think- I ain't heard that one. Oh, Asian don't raisin? Yeah. Brand new for everybody that's not Asian. Happy AAP, whatever. I, I like I'm I'm so over these months where they're like dedicating to certain like groups and stuff because I'm like, I can't, I just can't keep up. I'm all about yeah. the representation, but I just can't keep up. Yeah, everybody should get one. Everyone should get one except for white people. <laughs> hey, every day is white people day, honey. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Everyone can have a month. Every every ethnicity that's in the United States at least. Um, what was I gonna say? Like, yeah, that's a comedian because we were talking about that might help Eddie Murphy's career. Um, like if he came, like if he came out not as gay, but if he was with the tranny or something. It was a comedian. His name Gerald Carmichael. Now he came out. He just put out a special. He came out in his special. He came out as gay, and then um, he already his career already been thriving. He got like three HBO specials. He directed a few specials. He came out as gay and. Uh, he, he felt like he said he more free now where he was like, uh, it's a trip though, because in his like two specials ago, he, he, he talked, he was talking to his mom. He had like behind the scene footage and he talking to his mom and he told his mom that he was bisexual, that he had sexual experiences with men. And then I was like, and when I was thinking about recently, he came out as completely gay. I was like, he basically said that the first time and he said he was bi. I don't think why he, why he doubling back. You know, and I think he's doing that for that appeal, for that Hollywood appeal. Huh. Yeah, yeah. it might work in his favor. I mean, now nowadays, Hollywood is is definitely more sexually accepting uh, in the gay community. I mean, everything you watch now uh, has, yeah. has an element of LGBT in it. Well, that's what I'm saying. This guy already been on, though. He's been on for a minute. And it's like, you know, like he had his own show on NBC. It got canceled, I think, after like two seasons. But I think he walked away from it actually because they he, they was trying to do controversial stuff in it, and then they was trying to censor him, and he got frustrated. But yeah, he been in Hollywood for a minute, and he been he been making moves, and it's just a trip out. Maybe that was the reason, but he was just in the closet then, you know. And so it's like, well, maybe he though. thought maybe he thought that like being bi was more acceptable than being gay. Because I mean, I'm, no offense, but in the black is, is this is this gentleman black? I don't know who this person is. Yeah, y'all know he black. Yeah, he black. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know that like, uh, like a lot of people in the black community are not okay with like being gay and uh, it's, oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. So, I mean, that, that down low concept is definitely real. Oh no, I mean, I know. Get into like, it. My thing is what I was saying is that uh, like he came out to his mom and his sister and, and like a previous special saying he's bi, but I think he was saying he was getting her, getting her prepared to know, you know what I'm saying? For when he did come out fully as gay. But um, like in general, he like he uh like you just said, you don't even, like he was on he had an NBC show that had a little rail on it, and uh, Tiffany Haddish was on it. And it was a pretty popular show. David Allen Greer was, I think, his dad on the show. Um uh, and uh yeah, he he he's definitely known in in, in in Hollywood and like white white people know him more. He he ain't kind of like known in the black community just as yet, but He's like he's talked about it. He hosted SNL. He said, I'm the most unfamous person to ever hosted SNL. <laughs> and 
he was talking about how he came out gay and how it's, it's helping his career or he just felt more free. But it was just funny how he literally said that. He said, you know, I, now I could uh, smile in pictures and not feel guilty. I used to be worried that I look gay when I smiled in pictures and shit like that. Wow. He was more free now. That's like the little Nas effect, too. Because oh, yeah. when he came out after that yeah. big uh, Country Road song, then he came yeah. out, he became like 10 times even more famous. But then yeah, now, yeah. recently, I guess he said he's going back to being straight. <laughs> this nigga, that was a publicity stunt. This nigga went in, he went all in. Lil Nas went all in on that. That's what's funny, too, though, because he took that country music angle, and then the country people were hating on him. And then he came out, and then everyone, like, he started hating on him, but it was, like, saying that it's an agenda that they're trying to push and all that shit. And I said, I feel like it's the same thing. Once he came out, he was more free. But this nigga came out a little, like, too, he came out too much. He came out like, uh, <laughs> it's a way you could come out, but, like, he came yeah. out like, he was pregnant, this nigga twerking on the devil. He's just like, all right, now, bro, you got kids watching you. Now you're just, like, pushing it now, you know? Yeah, and then, like, his outfits at the Met Ball. Like, oh, yeah. Ridiculous. This nigga looked like the character from The Fifth Element that Chris Tucker <laughs> uh, <Chris laughs> played. <laughs> Extra uh, flamboyant. Yeah, that's a great movie too. Fifth Element with Bruce yeah. Willis. Yeah, shout out to Bruce Willis, man. Oh yeah, he just yeah he just retired. I guess he got some kind of illness. I fuck with Bruce Willis. You know my last name, McLean. Uh, John McLean. Oh, John John right. right. <laughs> he been repping. He been repping the last name for a minute, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fuck with Bruce, brother. So, yeah. yeah, man, so speaking of all these careers, I mean, I'm not saying you got to come out as gay or you got to do anything publicly crazy or, or um, you know, def definitely um, eclectic, but what, what's, your, what's your goals with the comedy uh, career? Are you looking to get into more movies or you kind of want to stay in the stand-up route? Oh, yeah, I definitely, I'm, stand-up is my bread and butter. I'm always going to do stand-up no matter what. Like, I could get offered a role tomorrow for the next Star Wars. <laughs> And I'm still going to be doing ponchos, all these shows, whoever want to have me and let me do time. Um, but yeah, it's a, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been in SAG since 2018. And then kind of the pandemic kind of like, you know, halted a lot of shit, like auditions and stuff. But now they do have them like self tapes and Zoom. But yeah, I'll just sign with a, with a, with a commercial agent. And it's just like, you know, they say it takes 10 years to be overnight success. So with Hollywood, I'm starting to realize that shit. I have to do it myself. I gotta write myself in the movie. I gotta write myself, uh, write a, write a, uh, a script or two, and uh, do do it that route. And kind of, it's like a lot of self production now or self social media, where you kind of don't have to go the traditional Hollywood route to get the 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 following or to get the uh, you know the notoriety from your peers. But I still think my stand like I like being in front of a live audience. I like doing stand up. That's like my main focus. Um, but yeah, like I, I did a show, one of Daniel's shows in Mosa Beach, and I got a plug to start doing cruise ships. So I was like, yeah, I'll take that route for a little bit just to stack up and travel a little bit more doing stand-up. And, uh, you know, my passport ready, hot and ready, you know, and, you know, still just working the scene and hitting these auditions up, bro. Yeah, the, the cruise ship route is, I mean, I would definitely do that for, for a few years if I had the opportunity, just because I love cruise ships, I love oh, yeah. traveling, and oh, yeah. it's a great networking opportunity to, to keep sharpening, and you keep sharpening your craft, too. 
you force you, force you to write. It force you to write more too, because you got to have like three different sets, like 30, 45 minute sets. You got to have a clean set because it's like families and shit, kids in there. Then you got to have your regular set, but you also got, you got to have three different ones because it may be people coming to shows consecutively because they on the cruise, they ain't going nowhere. So they might come back the next night, you know, and, uh, you know, you got to have a totally different set. You can't repeat the same jokes and shit. So it's like, it, it'll, it'll force you to write more. And, and like you said, work on your craft, hone your craft, and you get to travel and get paid, you know, you make a little decent money. Yeah. You might, you might even meet the love of your life. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm already got the love. I, I, I'm, I'm wiped up already. Oh, okay. That's what's up. She's looking at me right now. Now I'm She's looking at me right now. And I just got the gun pointed at me. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So wait. So what, what got you into comedy in the first place? What was your? Uh, when yeah. did you know you had you had the the, uh, the gift? I, I hate when people be like, I've been doing comedy all my life. Like I, I've been funny. Like I've been a. I always, you know, was like the class clown or making my family laugh and shit. But I literally went to college in Arkansas, bro. And when I went to Arkansas, it was a little D2 school and it was a dry county. And uh, yeah, it was like I, I started writing then, but it, I didn't realize I was writing for stand. I was just like just bored out of my mind. bro. I feel like I was in jail. It was crazy because. If you ever have cancer, you know you're gonna die like in the next six months, bro. You need to go to Arkansas because I swear time stop out there. Like it, it was just slower. Now, mind you, this is like 2006, 2007. I uh I, I did it a little, I you know, I used to write. I was writing and I was thinking like because I got my bachelor's in communication. I was like, man, I go back to LA. I'm about to, I'm gonna hit hit the industry. I gotta do something, like be a writer. And uh and then I just started finding myself writing stories and jokes. And I was like, man, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try stand up. And I tried it the first time in, in uh, December, December of uh, 2009. And, you know, it shit hit me hard. Like, I did really good the first time. People didn't believe me. They didn't believe me that I, it was my first time. Where did you do like, your first show at? Shit, downtown LA, some random ass. Like, I found it off Craigslist. It wasn't like, you know, usually like, you probably do like open mics or something. Like I didn't even understand then. Like I was just like trying to find a way to perform these like this material I wrote. And uh it was at a barber shop, believe it or not, like up the street from Skill Row. And it was called Bolts, Bolts Barbershop. And uh it's a trip because yeah, it was a few people I brought to support, but it was like I brought like six people or whatever. And it was at least like 30, 40 people in there. But it was just like I, I did really good for for being the first first time. I never never practiced in the in the mirror. I just wrote, I was just writing, you know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, cast didn't believe me. Cast didn't believe me. It was my first time, and it was kind of like if that first time didn't go as well as it did, I probably wouldn't even kept pursuing. I would have because I know that like, oh, I could do this shit, like you know, yeah. But if, yeah, if I would have bombed or it would have been a more fucked up experience, I probably would have been more like hell. Like nah, I don't think it's for me. Well, I was just like, oh yeah, I could do this shit fun. Like it was just a high I can't I can't explain. And yeah, that was uh yeah, back in 09, the end of 09. So yeah, I've been going 12 years. Have you have you ever bombed before? Or ever oh, yeah. had like a tough crowd that heckled yeah. you booed you? Hell yeah. I, I man, this time's to me consider my definition of bombing is my definition of bombing is motherfuckers booing you off the stage. I think when motherfuckers is when, when people are just quiet and they're not laughing at all, to me they listening. 
And you always your job is comedian. You can always bring them back, but they listening. Shit, if it become a TED talk, so be it. It became a TED talk. I'm still up there. <laughs> I'm still up there. I'm still up there. So I ain't, I, I consider bombing where they like, boom, get off the stage, like get the fuck up. Or they play the music and shit get you off. Like Apollo. Just like sometime at the Apollo. I was just gonna say it was it like Apollo style. Yeah, that's the me. Yeah. That's my that's my definition of bombing. But so technically I haven't, but yeah, I had shows where motherfuckers wasn't laughing. Was, yeah, bro. It's like you're gonna have those off nights or you just feel off or you uh like when I was newer, you know, you go up after better comedians. So yeah, you go up after better comedians, yeah. It's it's uh eighty to ninety percent chance you're gonna bomb. It's like it's just what it is. I think I, I, I know a formula now where I'm I'm bomb proof, but at the same time, yeah, you have those off nights. I did do one show at the comedy store that Spanky uh Spanky Hayes, he used to be on like Wildin' Out and shit. Yep. He had a show in the main room at the comedy store where this nigga had rappers, he used to have singers, comedians, and he would like mix everybody in. And I was trying to get up on his show. He told me he was gonna put me up, but then it was like wounding down about the end. He was like, I only got room for uh one more comedian and I already told the other dude he could go up and it was like it was a music act on stage and so the other comic his name Brian Moses he actually created uh, the roast battle this is way before all that though before he was doing the roast battle shit Brian uh, he worked at the comedy store he was like Moses was like uh, we should go up there and act like we we rappers because Spanky gave the spot to Moses like I was supposed to do it and he was like I don't have time for both of y'all I'm just gonna give it him because he was here first and then so Moses gave a fucking stupid idea of being like, let's go up there and just like do improv and we're going to act like we rappers and let's say a few jokes or whatever. And I'll, he was like, can you rap? I was like, yeah, I can rap. I can freestyle. Man, we went up, th- we went up there. The main room at the comedy store, we probably did about less than a minute and we was like going back and forth real quick. And then, and then you know, mind you, the crowd was like, some people was there for the, for the rappers. It was like a mixed crowd. Man, they started booing. I was like, man, and it was worse as I, I didn't, I, I, I could, it's definitely, they was born like, oh, get off stage. And it was like, and then, you know, we got out. It was just, it was a funny, I was laughing, but it was just like, it still gave me that feeling like, damn, man, this nigga took me down the shit with him. Like he knew that the energy was different yet to follow a music act. But it was like, we went up there literally freestyling or trying shit that we never did ever. So we don't know if it's going to get a laugh or not. And it was just like, I, it was definitely bombing because they told us to get the fuck off the stage and shit, booing and yelling. You know, they start talking like we lost the crowd. And uh, I always said, shit, I didn't go up there doing my jokes. So it was just like, you know, it was like a ghost bomb. Yeah, But the was- comedy store is rough, man. Like oh, yeah. main, yeah, I, main room I, I, at the comedy store? Yeah, yeah. I've done, done it with Laugh Mile. I've done it a bunch of times. It's just like that was me, myself doing my material. But we went up there together doing improv and I never really did improv. It was just like, you know, it would have been either went good or it would have went really bad. That shit went really bad. Like, and yeah, the comedy store different though. It's a lot of Hollywood people and motherfuckers that people in the audience already think they stars and shit. This is different. You got a different approach. Yeah. You ever trigger anybody like uh, somebody in the crowd? Cause I know you got some raw comedy and you, you may say things that are maybe offensive in today's cultural climate. But I mean, yeah, I know you don't really care. But yeah, yeah, it's like somebody that's like, "Hey, man, you can't say that." Oh yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. That that shit would just it would just set off a chain reaction of me going at them. So it's like, I think uh, I did a show at a brewery not too long ago, 
And I have a joke about um, pretending I'm disabled because I took the only handicap stall. So I walk out like doing a whole limp and shit. Like I'm like I'm basically like, you know, retarded, I guess the word you can't say no more. But I basically, uh, yeah, like I'm mocked, like I'm disabled. And then uh, it was a girl got up. She's like, my mom's disabled and I'm a caregiver. That's not funny. I was like, girl, I don't know. You are your mom. I do this joke everywhere I go. I was like, I'm sorry you're taking it personal. And she got up and she was like talking shit like in the middle of the show. And then, um, but she seemed like she was drunk or she was like on one, like she was on coke or something. And then uh, I was just, at first I was just like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you, but these are jokes. Like I said, I do them everywhere. Like, I don't know your mom. I don't know you. Like, like I literally do jokes everywhere. Like, and you know, you can't, if you came here for a comedy, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's going to be in fun. And no, that's not right. Woo -woo. And then, uh, and then I started going in on it. First, I was like, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. You're a wonderful person. Make some noise for her. She take care of her mom. Woo -woo. But she kept going. And then I had to just get on her like, you know, and then I started, you know, I called her Karen. And then I just started getting on her like it got worse and worse. <laughs> it got awkward. It got awkward. But then I kind of willed it back. I brought it back. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I called her something. I think I called her like Lady Gaga or something. Like I just started going in on her. I say you 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 acting like a tweaker, Lady Gaga right now, like because you look like Lady Gaga, but you like you you look you moving like a tweaker, and then people started like you know laughing and shit, and then it was like you know we could go back and forth, but I got the microphone, like you know what I'm saying I'm gonna have the last word, and I'm gonna make sure that you getting shitted on. It was just like really, it was it was it was it was weird at first, and then I got the crowd back, but then she ended up just leaving. She stormed off. You know what I'm saying everybody started. I mean, clapping that's the best too. way to handle a heckler. I feel like really? like. I didn't ask for security. I didn't kick her out. Like she, she got, she got shit on, and she is like, "I'm leaving. Fuck this!" And everyone started clapping when she started walking out. And it was just like, you know, you still being rude, interrupting the show. You know, this is it was it was it was weird at first. It was like you know, cause I it was just weird, bro. It was like how she got up, she was moving weird, and then she started yelling and shit. Like it's no, my mom is disabled, and I was like, damn. So here we I go. Never understood how people can go to a comedy show and, and, and in the word comedy itself, that's the disclaimer. Like you got to know mm -hmm. it's going to be something offensive thrown out there. I mean, comedy is based off of like, you know, fucked up situations in life that you turn into a funny, you know, a bright side. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I never yeah. understood how people get pissed off at comedy shows. Cause it's like they own, they own insecurities or they own trauma to trauma, uh, traumas they had in the past or whatever. Like, I think nothing's off limits. You could joke about anything as long as it's, it's presented funny in a funny manner, rape jokes, whatever, abortion jokes, you know what I'm saying? It has to be, it has to be in a funny, it has to, you have to deliver it right. Or no matter what, it's going to be offensive, but I feel like it's always going to be, it's just what it is, bro. It's always going to be people that get offensive or the, the, what they say, the PC culture now. But yeah, that comedy, Dave Chappelle, that's why I think he go so hard on the trans because he actually talking about them. He normalizing them, but he's talking, he ain't trying to get trans people to get fucking beat up and shit. I think he just literally, it's what's, it's what's in the news. It's what's, you know, they got, they got, they promoting it where like, you know, they, they telling kids like if they feel trans, like they transitioning kids into being trans. So it's like, it's just something that's a topic and, and he's making light of it and making fun of it. But it's still like, you know what I'm saying? That's the whole point. Like comedy is its last form, our form, as far as we're not saying freedom. It basically is freedom of speech, but like, man, that shit better be funny though. Don't just be doing that shit for shock value or don't be just doing it 
to rile up people. You know what I'm saying? I think some comics do that shit too, though, just to shock people or to get motherfuckers riled up. Because Ricky Gervais is good at that. He do that shit too. Where, you know, I don't think nothing's off limits. It's just, you know, it's just how you present it, how you write it, how you deliver it. And uh, shit, Donnell Rollins had a joke after that after that Las Vegas shooting where the, where the white dude shot up the little country music festival. This nigga did a joke literally like two days after. And, you know, it was like, it's just certain things that's sensitive that it's, it's, it's only comedian. If you want to take that chance, you know, you might lose the crowd. But this nigga had a joke about the white dudes holding their beers and they was running, but they didn't want to drop their beers. Like, and it was just like, something about it that was funny, but it was like, bro, that shit, he was like, oh, too soon. Like, oh, bro, mm-hmm. too soon. <laughs> this nigga's a fool, though. He's like, man, you love those Bud Lights, motherfucker, run. Like just the way he, the way he presented it though, like how he acted out, like he ducking and shit, but he got he got he double fist and ducking, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just stupid. It's, it's, uh, just like you know this the sad shit that just happened this week with the school shooting. Like a comedian shouldn't talk about or shouldn't joke about that. We any motherfuckers just do a mo- moment of silence and then tell people like, oh, we need laughter more than ever, and then go into a set. They shouldn't joke about kids getting fucking killed. At, no. And school first and second graders, or whatever. It's just, you know, what I'm saying it's just like I said. Even even ten years, like the Sandy Hook shit happened like ten years ago. Motherfuckers still shouldn't joke about it. But like I said, it's nothing that's off limits. It's just that you better fucking deliver a funny ass joke, or you gonna lose you gonna lose the crowd. Period. Right. You may right. never get them back. You may never get them back. So it's like some comedians don't give a fuck and they take those chances. But I think it's just like, yeah, it's a time and place for everything. Uh, time heals all, but at the same time, like, nah, bro, like, I don't, I have an eight-year-old, you know what I'm saying? That shit make me sad as fuck, like, you know, I, I'm worried, and I, I, and it's sad I have to do this, like, I'm telling my son, like, if you ever hear loud noises like fireworks or, you know, a shooter at your school, you gotta, you gotta literally fall on the floor and act like you already, like, you dead, you gotta play dead. He was like, really? He was like, I'll just hit him. I was like, no, nah, I'll play dead. He said, I'll hit him. <laughs> I just hit on my backpack. This shit crazy, man. I mean, what about the kid? What about also the little girl that just like heard gunshots and ran into the bathroom? I mean, that that girl is smart as fuck. Like to go and react that way, but the fact that she even has to react that way is ridiculous in a school where you should feel automatically safe. I mean, I can't imagine what they're going through right now. Man, the ones that survive. Yeah, I know. That shit. It's all bad. It's all bad. Like. In general, they're gonna be traumatized for their life. They're gonna need therapy. They basically gonna have PTSD like war, like war veterans and shit. Like it is yep. what it is. For real, for real. Loud noises is gonna set them off, you know, for July, all that shit. It's yeah. like yeah, it's all bad. It's fucking all bad. Our country's yeah. up and down. We in the upside down world now. Well, it's crazy because these mass murder things happen like in bunches, right? Like it, mm-hmm. it won't be one for like a year or two, and then all of a sudden they be back to back. Back. Like, well, some of them aren't reported. Like some oh, of them too. don't like make right. big yeah. huge news and stuff like that. So I get that. Like yeah. there's, I mean, there's shootings that happen a lot or like it's all around the country. But but yeah, only in our country though. That's just wild. That's yeah. wild. It's uh, yeah, you could just go online and buy shit. Like it's crazy. And di- different states have different laws, but it's just like, yeah, it's 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 like we're numb to it now though. That's just fucked up because yeah. it's happening so often. I think it's it's uh I'm, I I like going to concerts and obviously I do comedy so I'll be in crowded crowded spaces but that should be having me on my you know 
I'll be on my tens uh, and twos looking around. I'll be like, I like being like my back to the wall by the exit. I'll be, I'll still be on alert of shit in general because uh, it could just happen anywhere. And you can, look, church, grocery stores, schools, and it's just crazy. It can happen anywhere. That's what it's like. And it's rare. It's more rare in California, but it's still mentally ill motherfuckers. It's still racist motherfuckers everywhere. And it's just when they want to snap is when they snap. So. Oh. So yeah. I really, I like the fact that you brought that up and I, I think we should like change the tone eventually, but like, I like the fact that you brought up like mental, mental, like mental illness is everywhere. And I feel like that's something that should be more the focus than like, and the, I'm not taking away from the gun shooting. It's, it's fucking tragic. It sucks. Yeah. Like no kid should have to go into a, a, a school and think I can get shot today. I, that's ridiculous. That's terrible. But the mental illness issue, I think, is, like, something that we everybody needs to, like, focus a little bit more on. Like, we got rid of mental institutions around our country in, like, the 70s. Like, yeah. just think about that. That's where a lot of people end up homeless. That's where a lot of them on the streets. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. That, it is a mental illness issue. But at the same time, it's still, like, a, like, you know, like I said, different states. It's way harder to get For a, sure. a thought wipe on California than it is in Texas, you know, just in general. Like, it's, it is about the laws, too. I think motherfuckers shouldn't have uh, be able to buy a gun today in they in their thirties. By then, your testosterone kind of die. You kind of you kind of you know it's always the young kids and and you know they be playing Call of Duty. They try, they kind of numb. They norm. It's they norm. They think yeah. they can just do that shit. You buy tactical armor gear and all this shit. Like this, this shit crazy. Like I said, we in an upside down world. Like literally, yeah. I think it could be the wild wild west though. Really. I think I think everybody should have. They should like literally give out guns to everybody. So pistols now, only. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm good with world everybody world. being 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 strapped. If you can imagine those, like, what if those um those families, those those parents that like were told, no, you can't go in. Like, we're not going to go in. They wait. They waited forty minutes. Oh, no, forty minutes, and they already knew. See, the police, the police would have had to shoot me because I would have. It would have been my kids in there. Oh yeah, I would have just. I would have hit a fence. I would have ran in there. I would have ran in there on some Rambo shit, like ducking and weaving. But I would have been not just looking for my kids, but trying to get kids to safety. Yeah, all the other kids out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, reported the motherfuckers. Was, they was waiting. They was waiting or something like ninety minutes or something ridiculous. This is just like man, cowards. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that maybe that that could be part of the standup is like, uh, you know, talking about how shitty the cops are. Yeah, yeah, because, it's an angle. It's an angle. You go at it. Yeah, it's an angle. Yeah. You go at it. But then it might be cops in the audience that get offended. You know what I'm saying? Like it's always, it's always something. Like that's yeah. that's how it goes. There was a cop, a uh, retired cop, on my show last night, and uh, I asked what he did for a living, and he was like, "Oh, public service." And I was like, "Oh, well, what's that?" And this nigga pointed. He had a flag. He had the, he had the 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 police, the black, the Blue Lives Matter flag on his on his jacket, and then. Right. To me, that flag is triggering kind of to me, though, because I feel like, you know, they wave those flags at Trump rallies. And I feel like that's like on a, it's on a, uh, a subliminal fuck you to Black Lives Matter. The, uh, the uh, you know, the, the, the flag that got it's all black and it has like the blue line going through it. And it's basically the police flag. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it, I mean, it's. Everybody can get triggered from either side too, and everything that's happening now with the Black Lives Matter, that lady who spent all that money on her family. Oh, yeah. That's what I said, upside down world, bro. <laughs> it's, all, it's all fucked up, dog. You can't win for losing now, man. You can't. Oh, no, I'm about to fuck around and uh, 
start my own organization and shit. Get that, get that bread, and I'm gonna funnel the money to my cartel or whatever. Start drugs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, wait. Can we, can we be part of your cartel? Oh yeah, of so course. I get some money too. I'm, I'm always selling opioid, opioids to white people. <laughs> Over the counter, big pharma. Hey, uh, I'll, Google. I love you. You are the best. Do not, do not find me or do not get get me or whatever. If you believe in all that, but yeah, no. I mean, there. The opioid epidemic is like crazy amongst white people. Oh, yeah. It's like that's their, that's, their crack. that's their crack epidemic. The way black yeah. people had crack epidemic in the eighties. Yeah, it's a crack epidemic now. And that's yeah, the but that was, but that was big. Ph- that's big pharma as opposed to like the crack epidemic was because of the government. Uh, oh, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. It's still the government. So they got contracts with the government. No, Fucking, true. And then they have the H- HMOs and insurance to get that shit where a lot of other people that's more lower class, middle class, don't have access to all them pills and the the doctors to uh, to prescribe them. I see you keep showing the countdown. We on the clock? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to keep, keep it below uh, 45 for all the listeners that want to actually only listen for 45 minutes, but we, we can keep going. Everybody got their short attention spans. That's why. That's why <laughs> that's why people do clips. That's why Joe Rogan got the clips on YouTube. My yeah. gonna say three hours. <laughs> I mean, who really sits and listens to a three-hour podcast? Hey, I, I used to listen to a three-hour, like, Tony Kornheiser, his podcast is for, like, an hour. Like, an hour, right, hour and too. a half sometimes. And, like, I'll listen to the whole entire thing I before COVID. This, this show, I forgot, it's jocks and jokes or jokes and jocks. Jokes and jocks. Yeah, I fuck with Tony Kornheiser. I fuck with Michael Wilbon. I'll be doing a PTI episode and Jaden Jacoby. I'll be on that shit. Okay. Hey, do you listen to his, do you watch his new, um, our, uh, uh, Bomani Jones, his new show on, uh, HBO? I haven't. I've seen, I've, I've seen clips when he interviewed Stephen A. Smith, crazy ass, but I, I haven't. I, I haven't. I, I just got like, I don't have HBO, but I've seen clips of it though. I it's, like Bahamas. I like I say, yeah, I say check it out because it's very similar to The Daily Show or like, or like, um, what's his face? Bill Maher. It's very similar to that, but sport, all sports related. It has like comedic, kind of comedic yeah. relief to it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. They're all trying to be like us, man. They're trying to be like the jokes and jocks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they can only work. wish, man. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah. I just, I, I, I initially when I went to school, I was trying to get into sports broadcasting. So that's a, that's my shit. Like I always, like I just, you know, I'm on I was about to say, like you said, yeah, because you said that you were a communications major. So was I. So like, but I didn't try to get into this field until like maybe eight years ago or something like that. So, mm. but yeah, um, can you speak before we get to to the jocks part of this? Can you speak about Arkansas because like I avoid the South like the plague. So like, nah, why Arkansas. did you pick Arkansas? They offered me a free ride, full scholarship, and okay. I was supposed to go. I was supposed to go to Portland State, but they were trying to offer me like a partial scholarship. So I just went with motherfuckers that wanted me. And they said I'm gonna start. They said you come, you sign with us, you gonna start. I played free safety in college, and okay. that it was the defense coordinator came and visited me on my JUCO, and he told me he said you come, you gonna start. Period. And then he kept his word. I started both years when I transferred. Um, Arkansas was different, but it's not like deep, deep like Mississippi or Alabama, like South. It's like the Bible Belt, they say, and yeah, uh, yeah I, I didn't have I didn't have no no racial experience, like people being racist to me. Um, I had a few people looking, you know, I had a few looks in Walmart, 
know what I'm saying? Because I got the white girl pushing the basket for me. So, you know what I'm saying? Of course, I'm going to have some look. You know? <laughs> but uh, it was never, yeah, I never experienced Actually, everybody was nice. It's actually like people waving and shit. Well, it's that Southern hospitality. They have, they, it's ingrained in their body, in their, in their culture. Yeah, it was definitely in uh, the school I went to. It was called OBU. It was called Wachita Baptist University. It was a private school. So that school was predominantly white besides the athletes. And then across the street was a school called Henderson State. And that was where it was like more of the black students. Um, but Arkansas, yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely a culture shock. It was different, but it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like racist, racist, like, you know what I'm saying? I, I think it was country, like a motherfucker, uh, a lot of trees. And like I said, we were in a dry county, so we had to drive like 30 minutes to Hot Springs just to buy liquor. So Yeah, no, know. did you have to do that tuck and roll where like it's like 8.59 you had to tuck and roll to get into the liquor store Shit, and get it, the booth? We didn't sell liquor on Sundays. And yep. I'm telling you, they literally have bootleggers in the little town that my school was in because it was a dry county. They didn't sell no liquor in, the, in, that, in that town. Yeah, no, like my, my experience was like very similar to yours. Like my family's from Louisiana, but that that's obviously not a dry county. Um, but you can like, but you could go like every single place, like North Carolina, Atlanta, like there's certain like counties and stuff like that where mm-hmm. you would, you would literally not be able, same thing, Sunday, no, no booze. Like you can go out and get, and go to a place and get liquor. Like mm-hmm. you can go to a oh, restaurant and be like, okay, mm-hmm. I want like a vodka soda or whatever. And you can get that but you couldn't like physically go and purchase it on a Sunday, which I, and yeah. And then everything's separate too. Right. Like, so like for everybody that's listening, that's in like Cali or like in a Western state, you cannot physically go to a store and get booze. You have to specifically go to a liquor store to get booze. You can't go, which that was so weird to me. I thought that was the strangest thing. I I mean, like, yeah, like, like you can't go, you can't go to a Vons or a Pavilions and be like, I want to go and get a a ladle of Tito's or pop off or whatever. Like, you got to go to the physical liquor store to go and get the pop off and the all that stuff. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. We, you all drink. We all know that you drink. Yeah, that shit different. It was different. The cost of living way cheaper out there in California too. Absolutely. Yeah, that's like Gang Bang Central too over there in Arkansas. Oh, you remember? You remember HBO banging the Little Rock? That's why. <laughs> I got yeah. a cousin who like got got on just from living out there for a little while. Came yeah, I got you. Yeah, I had some teammates that was from Little Rock or whatever. It was like Bloods, and uh, like, nigga, you a college student, brother? Leave that shit at home. Right. Yeah. Was you there with Cedric Cobb at Arkansas? Yeah. Uh, see, what when I was there. Uh, well, I remember I played oh I played oh six oh seven. So uh, what's the dude name? I was a running back. He played for the Cowboys and the Raiders. He was McFadden. like the, um, he was a star at uh at Fayetteville. He was a Razorback. Uh, yeah, McFadden. Yep, Fat McFadden, bro. So I was there around that time. He was in college right before he got drafted. Okay, so Cedric might have maybe either got there after or he might might have been yeah. there before. But uh, I played with him with the Patriots. Shout out to. Shout out to the Razorbacks, man. Shout out to the to the Arkansas <laughs> folks. Yeah, every time I say I play college in Arkansas, they like you went you Razorback was that shit. I wish, nigga, hell no. And I went <laughs> up to that campus. I went up to that campus. It, it, I went up there and party one time. It was cool. It was cool, man. It was a fun experience. But yeah, I was at a little smaller school. They offered me a ride, free ride, you know. So that's why I ended up in Arkansas. I got an offer last minute to go to Central Missouri, but I heard it snowed a lot in Missouri. I was like, no, can't do it. It does. Yeah. Hey, do what high school did you go to? I went to a high school called Arancho out, out here, like near Whittier. It was like East Los Angeles area. 
Where'd you go to JUCO? Cerritos College. All right. I went to El Camino. That's why I asked you. That was our competition. El Camino was good. When I played, El Camino was good. Uh, I think they won one league one year when I was there. Yeah, I thought it was Torrance, Torrance area. Yeah, well, technically, like, it's Gardena, but, yeah, same fucking diff. They're right next to each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like, they're right I'm, next to each other. It's whatever. <laughs> so you got an NFL team? That, like you got? Are you like an LA guy? You you mess with like the oh, you yeah, a Laker bro. guy, Clipper guy, Rams, everything you play, LA. You play for my team, bro. I'm a Niners fan, bro. Bang bang. I'm what? Yeah. Mine, I, grew, I grew up in LA. I grew up in LA. So no you know, Raiders. We, I didn't have football. Yeah. We didn't have, we didn't have a football team when I was like when I started in watching in. NFL, like you know, I'm I'm 37, so oh, okay. like early 90s, I didn't fuck with the Cowboys. I hated the Cowboys, um, hated the Packers. You know, I was just a Niner fan. Like, oh, Jerry Rice is my shit. I was like more Steve Young, Jerry Rice era. I was a little too young for Joe Montana, but I, you know, I knew how great he was. It was just like I was, I was just Niners. Like, I didn't fuck with the Raiders. Um, definitely didn't fuck with the Chargers. But yeah, I was a Niner fan. I've been a Niner fan since like early 90s. Since the the last time we won a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So wait a minute, but you grew up in Inglewood and you were not a fan of the Raiders. You didn't fuck with the Raiders. No, I didn't fuck with the Raiders. The Raiders was gone by then anyway. They went back to Oakland. Hell no, I didn't fuck with the Raiders. All right. What about right. the Lake? What about basketball? You a Laker? You have to be a Laker fan. I don't have no felonies. I ain't no Raider fan. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm a Kobe fan. Put it that right. way. No, nah, I grew up, so I, I grew up, like, 90s era, like, 90s, you know what I'm saying? So, obviously, I was a Jordan. I was a Bulls fan. I didn't jump on the bandwagon once Jordan retired and then, you know, the Lakers dynasty started in the early 2000s. I didn't jump on the bandwagon, but I was always a Kobe fan since he came in the league. So, yeah, so, you know, I was a Kobe fan, but I still like more Bulls. Like, I'm a Bulls fan. I think I'm just a blood. I just like teams with red in their jersey. <laughs> Crenshaw Mafia, I'm the blood. Nah. <laughs> That's brazy. That's brazy, bro. So, yeah, man. All right. Well, hey, G, should I hit him with the rundown since we at that part of the show? Wait, I got one more question for you. Um, I know you say you're a Kobe fan, but and and the Lakers suck right now, but do you actually, like, do you care at all about, like, their coaching, like, staff and who's, like, going to be it? Like, do you fuck with LeBron or? Yeah, I follow, I follow, I follow, like, you know, I look, you know, like I said, I'll be watching sports and I'll be watching a lot of ESPN and Fox and shit, but, um, like LeBron, LeBron's a GM, you know, LeBron's a GM. Yep. Yep. This, this past year was on LeBron. Like he chose Westbrook, you know, over the possibility of getting DeMar DeRozan, which balled right. out for the bull. Um, you know what I'm saying? I think it don't matter who the coach is because LeBron technically kind of the coach. That's what I'm saying. Like, it don't matter who the coach is, but I think I think they could use like a Mark Jackson. Like okay, Mark- so you'd be because that that's his possible choice. Like yeah, he's yeah. like trying to get him to go to come either him or Doc. Would you want yeah. Doc? Because I wouldn't. Yeah, no, 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 not Doc. His 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 legacy is tarnished. Like he he uh yeah his he's past his prime coaching wise. Yeah. I, I think okay. I think Mark Jackson still got it in him because I don't give a shit. The Warriors wouldn't be the Warriors without Mark Jackson. Steve Kerr. This nigga inherited a dynasty. You know what I'm saying? All uh, right. I'm going to agree to disagree. But yeah, okay. You have your opinion well, no. about mine. <laughs> no, Mark Jackson, Mark Jackson, like you could tell, like he was setting up the Warriors. The Warriors are going to, they go, they a great team. They were going to be great. But like, 
I feel like he could do like LeBron. Like I said, not any. I don't think anybody could. Not anybody could coach LeBron. Like they would have to just be. They'll be like literally a role player coach. You know. Right. Like, yeah, it has to be somebody that is gonna put their foot down and still like you know what I'm saying. I think Mark Jackson that type of coach. But the Lakers roster, as far as AD always getting hurt, LeBron is older now. Obviously, Westbrook ain't what he used to be. It's just like they have it's a, they have to revamp their roster. They need at least one more All Star. Carmelo, old now, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we need, we need at least one other All Star, like like a DeRozan or somebody that gonna give them buckets. Right? Would you be down if they got Buddy Healed? Yeah, like that's what I said. Buddy Hill was on on the trading block last yeah. year. Yeah, Buddy Hill shooter. I think they fucked up because they could have kept Caruso and he was a role oh, player. I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? They, like, Absolutely. From what it seemed like, everybody they trade off ended up getting better at the other teams. Like uh, the, the Westbrook deal obviously was a disaster because uh, they needed those players. Like they would have been better off those, this past season with the three players or whoever they traded to the Wizards uh, for Westbrook. That's how I feel. I feel like the, but I still think that's all in LeBron, LeBron's hands. I think, like I said, he the GM. It's on his. I know he has say. I know he has say. Oh, like, absolutely. Oh, for sure. So it's like, yeah, bro. Like, uh, are we old? We get older. And that the the age. Uh, what was the age? Um, it was like what 36, 35? <laughs> like everybody, Dwight Howard. Everyone's just old. Carmelo. <laughs> Everyone was old, saying nobody playing yeah. defense, you know, and nobody shoot. We, LeBron need a shooter, period. Right. But I think, yeah, I think the Lakers, uh, the Lakers are kind of in a, it's a messy situation. I feel bad for any coach that get that job though, really, because they they going into a messy kind of situation. Yeah. No, I 100 percent agree. Okay, that was my only question. Thank you so much for answering it. I, mean, I would trade AD though, truthfully. What? I mean, if he's healthy. They are a championship caliber team. Yeah, even that. No, no, no doubt. I, I, like you but, said, the older you get, I mean, it ain't you just ain't got. Yeah, ain't got no, but, no, but he, 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 like he's a liability. He's always injured. He's injured. He's definitely injury prone. And it, I don't know if it's the way he play. That dude never be. He, he's like Zion. He ain't, gonna, he ain't gonna be healthy. Zion ain't gonna. I think Zion's gonna always be hurt. Also, those bigger dudes. Yeah, they just don't. They don't make him like Shaq anymore. Exactly. You know, best center of all time, in my opinion. Him and Will Chamberlain. Oh yeah. Shaq, Shaq, right. Shaq was dominant. I still I still would give it to Bill Russell though, but it's just that he played with number white boy, so people don't give him his credit due, but I would give it to Bill Russell. And then and it'll be Bill Russell. It'll be Bill Russell, Kareem, Will, and then Shaq in my order. Top five big man of all time? Yep. And then probably uh, Hakeem after Shaq. I feel like we're leaving somebody out. But like I, I said, Bill Russell, Kareem, Wilt, Shaq, and then Hakeem. What about Embiid? Hell no, man. <laughs> what are the general? There's only, like, there's only like maybe two or three dominant big men in the league now. Oh, yeah, yeah, because the game is... Well, the game's all- different. Shooting threes, they get seven footers shooting threes. Shit, ridiculous, bro. It's crazy. Yeah, crazy to me. Yeah. I blame Steph Curry. <laughs> Single handedly. Nah, for real. Yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same how it used to be. But yeah, that's my list. Top all time. You said you said all time. You said Shaq the Grizz of all time. I was like, nah. Uh-uh. What what about what about the general? What about like Tim Duncan and freaking um, Tim Duncan was a like, the, the Twin Towers yeah. man. 
David Robinson got uh got dunked on by Shaq when Shaq was young. Nah, uh, no, I know, but I'm I'm just talking about as far as like be, like greatest of all time. Like, well, you, if Shaq can hit Shaq? his free throws, I, I'm I'm still if if he hit his free throws, he's the greatest of all time. Nobody was stopping. I don't care. Will Bill Russell would be no match for Shaq in the paint. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying he was at, at the time of his prime. He was the he was the most unstoppable. But as far as accolades, I got to give it to Bill Russell first. Listen, they got twelve trophies. They, they named the damn MVP trophy after him. I got to give it to Bill Russell and then Kareem because Kareem got more championships than Shaq too. And then I'll give it to Will. Just on GP because he smashed a thousand women or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he scored a hundred points. This nigga scored a hundred points in one game, and then I'm gonna give it to Shaq. I mean, you you have to take into consideration too. The game has completely changed. Oh since yeah, Shaq Bill Russell will. I know. I, I don't think those cats will be able to hang in today's game. No. Uh, at the same time, shit, Shaq wouldn't probably be able to hang in today's game. I think Kareem would. Be- just specifically because of the um, finesse game that he played, oh, I think yeah, Kareem yeah. could, but Sky I don't think everybody else could. Yeah, the Skyhook was unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch? Have you been watching the um, like the Magic um, doc and the uh, and then the HBO series? I haven't. Like I said, I don't, I don't have HBO. Oh, but I heard, you don't have HBO. Yeah, yeah. No, I heard it's good. I'm about to. I'm about to find a way to get it. I'm about to order HBO Max or something. I heard it's a good series. Jerry I mean, West I know this is illegal, but I'll give you my I'll give you my HBO Max if you really, really want to watch it. Oh yeah, please send me that yeah. info. Send me that info. Absolutely, absolutely, it's worth the watch, man. It is worth the watch. It is, yeah, I heard it's good. I heard it's really good. And then it's uh, very good. What's his name? Uh, Jerry West was trying to sue him, or he was mad because they depicted him as a redneck or some shit. No, they they depicted him as like a hothead and the, yeah. and a drunk. So they, and he was just like, I don't like that. I'm like, dude. I mean, there has to be some kind. They did some kind of research, so there's got to be some. Yeah, this fiction to it a little bit, not all of it. Yes, yeah. to see that it's a character based on him, but it's a fictional. It's yeah. a you know, depiction of him. They have to right. dramatize it. They have to. Hollywood always got to do that shit. Yeah, they always take things like a little to the extreme. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm a looking. Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard it's good though. I heard yeah. it's good. No, yeah, definitely worth the watch. I will definitely. I'll look up my HBO Max account and I'll get I'll I'll give it to you. Word. Shout out to Solomon Hughes playing Kareem yep. Abdul. He's on the show a few ex- episodes yeah. back. So uh Yeah, the guy that's playing Magic, I've seen the the trailers and the previews and stuff. He looked like Magic. They casted a good person to play Magic. And they all yeah. hoop. Everybody yep. that, they look like they all hoop. They do. Actors, they yeah. hoop. Yeah. They actually are like either former professional or co- collegiate players. So that was good casting on their part. Yeah. Nixon, Nixon's back. actual son, Norm Nixon, right? Oh, I yeah, believe yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's a comedian too. Yeah, he's he's embedded in the Hollywood scene right yeah, now. He's a comedian too, nigga. His mama, his mommy, Debbie Young, he's a comedian. He do comedy as well. Norm Nixon Jr. Yeah. Shout out to the winning time. All right. Well, hey, we at that point in the show, brother. I got to hit you with the rundown, man. All right. Okay. Okay. So with no further ado, we going to get into it. You ready, G? Yeah, I'm ready. Sure. All right. All right. First question. Everybody gets this question before I get into the rest. Would you rather be a bird or a fish? 
Uh, Bird. CG Hay. Because I like shit on I like shit on I like shit on the bird. Okay, that's an original answer, though. Nobody's ever said because I want to shit on them. I want to shit on everybody and just fly away. <laughs> Mind my own business. Man, shit like nachos, huh? A fish get caught as a fish. I can't get caught as no bird. <laughs> you can get caught with a hook, a net, nigga, uh, uh, trash in the ocean. You can get caught in the damn in plastic. Yeah, it's ugly. It's ugly in yeah. the streets. All right. Next question. Uh, would you rather have your girlfriend see all the photos in your phone or all the text messages in your phone? Yeah, she can see both. <laughs> my shit on lock. We got into that over that. My shit on lock. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, I guess it. I guess it's it's less text messages. So the pictures would be a lot of her, my kids, random shit. Like, yeah, but she can see both, and she do okay. be seeing both. I be letting her go through my shit. Wait, what if these pictures were while y'all were dating, not when you were married? What if this is like back yeah. in the day? Oh, we're not married, but we together, like we live together, and we, you know, yeah. it's a serious issue, But I mean, it's uh, like a civil yeah. union. But what if it was back in the day? Oh yeah, it'll probably it'll probably be uh, it still would be it was it, it would probably be pictures then. It would probably be, I'll let her see the pictures. All right. Not All right. Okay. Well, since we're on a relationship tip, I got another question regarding around that. Would you rather confess to cheating on your partner or catch your partner cheating on you? Oh man. I don't want to catch a case. I'll, yeah, I'd probably rather confess. When you catch, when you talking about catching, you talking about like going through a phone or like red-handed or what you mean, like 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 the show Cheaters. You walk up on them at a restaurant, red-handed. Yeah, I probably I'd rather confess. Okay, I see the look in your face. Let's hurry up and change the question. You don't even want to think about that. Nobody <laughs> does. All right, next question. Would you rather have a permanent unibrow? Or no eyebrows at all? No eyebrows. No eyebrows. I could just, I could just uh, glue, glue my beard on my eyebrows and like, pencil them in. I got pencil them in like the uh, cholas you do back in the day. Hey. They look like the McDonald arches. Hey, some of them still do that, man. Yeah, I know. Shit, they be tattooed. <laughs> Matter of fact, yeah, I, would, I, would, I would shave one and just get it tattooed on. They be getting the tatted eyebrows now. Yeah, I was just about to say, I'm like, they, I don't think they no longer, like, pencil them in anymore, right? Yeah, they tied them in. But anything but the unibrow, huh? Oh, yeah, I ain't fucking the unibrow. You have me looking like some off Lord of the Rings. All right. All right. Next question. Uh, would you rather never use social media again or never watch another movie again? Oh, shit. Well, shit, you can watch a movie on social media, technically. Uh, yeah, it'll probably be uh, never use social media again. Okay. You got to have the movies. Got to have the movies. It's just, I'm just, uh, yeah, I love watching movies, bro. It's just what it is. I grew up on it. My dad has been to movies a lot. Okay. That's what's up. Next question. Would you rather... Be the funniest person in the room or the smartest person in the room? The smartest. Smartest. Yeah, because what I do, 
if you uh if you're the funniest person in the room, it's cool. Cause that's our job when we do standing, like you want to be the funniest one on stage, be the funniest one on the show, but being the smartest room, it, it means more. Mm. Especially when I'm in a room with Elon Musk. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather right. be the smartest. So, so say you in a room full of big bosses like Elon Musk and those types. Would yeah. you rather show up with mustard, mustard stains all over your pants or pit stains under your armpits? Oh, yeah, armpits, man. I'll be like, yeah, I just got back from the gym, y'all. I don't have time to shower. Let's get this meeting going. You know what? And also, Elon Musk is like borderline, is like Asperger's syndrome. Like, he's so socially fucking awkward. I'm sure that he wouldn't even give a shit if you did either one. He'd just be yeah, like, I mean, he got to the meeting. I don't care. Elon definitely have Asperger's or something. He, yeah. he, he the dude's an alien. Oh, 100%. I feel like all those techie guys are like, or like, the ones that have that savant mind, like they're all socially yeah. awkward. <laughs> they're on the spectrum of autism. They're yeah. also they're also people that are autistic. They have forms of genius in them too, though. Like Rain yep. Man, you remember the movie Rain Man? Yep. So I can see that. I can see that as being true. It stains. It is. All right. Couple more. Uh, let's see. How about? Would you rather? Live a live a peaceful life in a small cabin in the woods, or a drama filled <laughs> life in a mansion in a big city. Shit, give me the drama, bro. I don't fuck with the woods. <laughs> give me the drama in the mansion. It keep it'll keep shit it'll keep shit interesting. My life wouldn't be boring, I guess. Okay, but um, yeah, my girl answer would be the, the cabin because she liked like nature and. Like, you know, she, that's exactly what she wants. She wants a damn cabin in the woods. I said, like, you trying to murder me? Why are you trying to move to the woods? <laughs> okay, speaking of murder, uh, uh, speaking of cry, here's another one that could kind of go along with that one. Uh, would you rather have the police hunting you down for a crime you didn't commit or a serial killer, a serial killer actually hunting on you? Oh, shit. Damn. Look like I'm, it look like the police gonna come after me because I'm gonna have to murder the serial killer. I'm gonna have to turn into Dexter and murder the serial killer. Then the police gonna come after me and have a reason to come after me. But yeah, I, 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 there's something about having them boys and being on the run. Yeah, I, I don't know, bro. That's a hard one right there. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I think I'd rather have the police come after me because they not. I well, technically shit, they'll kill me too though. So it was a lose lose situation. Uh, yeah, I'd rather the police and just be on the run. I'm go down to uh, go down to uh, Mexico. Okay, I never seen Dexter. That's a good show. Huh? Everybody talk about oh, it. Yeah. yeah, it's a fire show. This nigga's a serial killer that only kills serial killers. <laughs> oh, yeah, I might mm -hmm. have to peep that. What's that on Netflix? I think now. I, so. I think now it is, or maybe because it used to be on Showtime, but then it got it got canceled and they brought it back. I think it is on one of like the streaming or Showtime or something. They brought it back though. You seen it, GA? No, no, because I'm not into that stuff. He's, um, a, he, and he's a forensic. Uh, he's a he's a, he works at, at crime scenes. Like he's a blood. Uh, what is it where they they study like the blood? I forgot what it's called. But like he works in the. He also works with the police though. That's another thing. That's yeah, he he's supposed out. to be a good guy. I know the premise of the show. Like he's supposed to be. He's he's like a a. Uh, what are those guys that like take justice into their own hands? 
yeah. kind of a person. Yeah. So like he's technically the good guy, but with a bad like have you ever seen you? Uh-uh. The show you Y-O-U. I heard it's good though too. I it's, ain't seen it's phenomenal, but the third season, it's jumping the shark. But like, but watch the first two seasons, it's pretty freaking good. And um, it's very it's a very similar concept of good guy. Like you think he's the bad guy, but he's really the good guy. And Dexter is very much similar to that, where mm. like he's he's kind of the good guy. He's the good guy, but he like looks like he could be the bad guy, but he's not. So mm. yeah, it's kind of like that. Mm. He's murdering, he's murdering murderers. He's murdering yeah. rapists and killers. Yeah, guys that like actually deserve to be killed, but then like there's like a little bit of a bad side to him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I yeah, I just never got into it. It just wasn't my jam. I was just like, eh. It, it, it's kind of like um uh what's the movie with the dragon or the show with the dragons that everybody loves? Game of Thrones. Yeah, everybody's obsessed with that, and I just could never get into that. And I, I love fantasy it. stuff like yeah, was it did you love it? Were you like episode per episode? Yeah, I I got into it because it's a lot of uh, sex scenes. It's a lot of nudity. So well, like, oh, and <laughs> but they they also they're fucking they're, they're fucking their their sister and their brother. Like that shit yeah. is incest shit, man. It was a lot of it was a lot of that. It was a lot of that. But yeah, I, I got into it. I only got into it after. Right. I was like, let's see what this hype about, and then I ended up getting into it. All right, all right. Yeah, again, not not. De- I think maybe it's also because everybody hyped it up so much that I was like, okay, I'm past the prime. I don't care. This is a show that I haven't gotten into. I heard it's really good too, because I just never had a chance to watch it. It's Snowfall. I heard it's good. Oh, I heard that's good too. I just never got into that too. That yeah. might be on the list. I'll, I'll, I'll fuck with Snowfall. Yeah. Yeah. The, the crime thriller ones, though, it's hard for me to get into those, like the power and the. And yeah. The- I got into power, but I only watched like the first one with Ghost. All the other little spinoffs I never looked at. I was like, I ain't got time for it now, because it didn't have to be a fucking soap opera. Yeah, that's a time sucker for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, should I hit him with? Well, I got. Well, I'll hit you with one, maybe two yeah, more. Yeah, do one more. I'll do one more. All right. Uh, how about? Would you rather always have on wet socks or a small rock in your shoe? <laughs> These are the most random ass questions. <laughs> I can't stand wet socks, bro. I'm just gonna take the motherfuckers off and be barefooted in my shoe. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, no, you got you got it's either or man. It's either or. Yeah, I'd rather have wet socks, dog, because that shit gonna dry off eventually. The rock, I can't do the rock in the shoe, bro. You know that shit torture. That shit is sick torture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd rather do the wet socks. But these 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 questions easily you have you you have resolutions to them. You can just literally fucking take your shoe off and dump the rock out. You can literally just take the socks off. So like, nah, you gotta keep them on though. You gotta keep always. them always. That's why I said always. Oh, you did say always, yeah. Life, nah, <laughs> for life. Real, yeah. I rather do the wet socks. See the the rock. At least you can like maybe finagle it to the corner, you know, where you don't. <laughs> it's not right under your toes, you know what I mean? Yeah, nah, like I'm flat footed. Think it's gonna be everywhere. <laughs> you be wearing chucks too, so you are gonna feel that rock. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, let me hit you with the moment of truth. Then the moment of truth. All right, if there was one celebrity you could slap the shit out of <laughs> and not and get away with it, kind of like Will Smith, who would it be? Oh man, damn. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. It's a it's a toss between Donald Trump and uh maybe Jake Paul. I don't know. But Donald Trump. 
I mean, I think if you, if anybody slapped the shit out of Donald Trump, I think everybody would be okay with that. Yeah, I think it would be Donald Trump, bro. Just, yeah, I think that that's a gimme, mm-hmm. man. Like mm-hmm. the joy you would feel. Oh yeah. <laughs> that should have given me an orgasm. <laughs> just to look in his face. That be funny. Especially if you knock the two pay loose too. Oh, that'd be oh. great. Oh, you know, Donald Trump talk this motherfucker. It's so get some good it's some good people on both sides. On both sides. Um yeah, the blacks, the blacks love me. The blacks, all right, this motherfucker literally said that shit. The blacks, they love me. Hey, he's a special man that lives in his own reality, bro. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> and and we're gonna see him again too. He's running in 24. Get your yeah, mind right. <laughs> you might fuck around and win. I know. I know. That's what I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna be ready to slap him. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and him. That's what I'm gonna do my slap and become infamous. <laughs> bro, you would be the most famous man overnight if you did that, bro. Oh, yeah. You would be a yeah. hero. Like the dude that threw the shoes at uh, George W. Remember the reporter that threw both of his shoes at him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> George W. That was ready. He like, ooh, that shit was funny. Yeah, he did the Neo Matrix on those. Yeah, that's hilarious, bro. I love that shit. Motherfucking got nothing to throw. He's a nigga threw it, took his shoes off and threw them one after the other. <laughs> <laughs> That's some here. That's some real hate right there. But hey, mm-hmm. that that you know, that's like the baby too. Who, who threw that Adidas? Right? Yeah, that shit was funny though. How the fuck this nigga see what kind of shoe it was? That motherfucker flew by his head. He threw that shitty ass Adidas. That shit was hilarious, bro. Damn, that shit was funny also. Yeah, <laughs> I, love, I love that shit. All um, right, man. Well, shit. Um, that's our show. I appreciate you coming on, man. Me, me and you got some history from, from Dano at Poncho's. Shout out to Dano for introducing us. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, man. Shout outs to you, man, starting this podcast, man. I'm big ups. Appreciate y'all having me. Uh, any of y'all viewers, if y'all in L.A., y'all could catch me do some stand-up uh, this this Sunday. Tonight I'm in Inglewood. Tonight I'm in Inglewood at a place called Comfort L.A. Um, and then on Sunday I'm at the Comedy Chateau in North Hollywood at 7.30. So tonight at 9 in Inglewood and then Sunday at 7.30. Okay, word. There it is, y'all. Go check my boy out. Yeah, we out here, bro. We working. Let's go. Let's get this money, man. Get to this bag. Yes, All right. Sir. All right, well, that's our show. G, you got any last words, comments? No. Tomorrow, no. Fuck, man. I appreciate it. Nice meeting you. You got to send me that HBO Max info so I can get caught up on winning time. I will definitely send you that HBO Max stuff. You gonna you gonna be like this motherfucker just watching Curb Your Enthusiasm? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta hey, check out Barry too while you're on there. You seen that show Barry? You gotta see nope. that. Too. Oh man, that's yeah, you gonna get me caught up. My girl gonna be mad. She hey, I watch so much. I watch t- too much TV already. It's a good that that's a good show. I'll, I'll give it its props. Barry's a good show. Oh yeah. All right, y'all. I appreciate y'all having. Me. All right, man. Ha 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 at a baller. And peace. Go. Get him. Get him. You should just finish roll with him. Then I sit him down. Get up now. Put it down. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.